0: Whether you're watching, listening, or reading this, welcome back to the Runpreneur Vlog, where we're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. It's a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere close to 14 years to accomplish, so plenty of time to raise that money. Uh, I'm going to do a minimum of 5 kilometres every day, and I'm even going to do it barefoot-style. So those regulars will know that during my Run Vlogs, I talk about my passions, which are entrepreneurship and running. And most importantly, how they link together with helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism to manage those emotions. It's a, a very windy day today. It's about 10 degrees, but it actually feels like about 6, because the wind field will ch- till factor. Sorry wind chill factor so apologies if the sound is a bit disruptive but it's um wednesday well-being today where we talk about all things mindset and mental health mental well-being and today's topic is why you should get a lazy person to do a hard job so as always if you like this episode give it a like and subscribe and let's get started So, Why would you get a lazy person to do a hard job? Well, simple Because Bill Gates says you should <laughs> He says If there's a hard job, you'll always get a lazy person to do it because the lazy person Will find the easy way to do a hard job Okay, it might not be word-for-word word quoted, but that's exactly what he was stating in his quote and um, Who am I to disagree with Bill Gates? And uh, it's an interesting concept, this. And I think there's a few things we need to delve into here before we can actually say, yes, you should be doing this. There is a caveat. You get smart lazy and you get lazy lazy. Okay, now they're two different types of laziness, but are very, very different. Okay, I like to think of myself as being smart lazy. Okay, um, but I also know that I work incredibly hard, you know, at certain times, and I work incredibly smart at others. I'm always trying to work smarter rather than harder, but I never shy away from hard work. So I'm always, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the hard work and the hard graft, but then very quickly focus on trying to find a smarter or more efficient, more effective way. Of getting that task done, often it's outsourcing is often the answer. Occasionally, it's automation. But the point of the matter is here is I think I fall into the category of smart lazy. Now, you also get lazy, lazy people who uh, I say it twice just for emphasis. But um, ultimately, these are people that are just lazy. I mean, I run every day. <laughs> I do. I've committed to do a minimum of five kilometres every day. But if you look at my trends over the past few weeks, I've upped my minimum to 70 kilometres a day. So I'm doing this every day. That in itself shows and I'm not doing it for any monetary gain. I'm doing it to raise money for children's charities uh, and to give back. So clearly, I'm not lazy. Well, that's my justification uh, for not being lazy. But there are people that will quite happily sit around do nothing, they don't want to do any work, you ask them to do something it's a big hassle and uh, their output is always going to be lower than somebody who works harder. That's just because they're a lazy person. Now you can often find a way to overcome laziness by putting that lazy person into a field or an industry that they're super interested in. Then just through that passion and excitement it's likely that they'll overcome that laziness. Because laziness is often a form of procrastination. It's not having the drive to go and do something. And quite often that's because they have a lack of interest in that topic. So there are ways to overcome laziness, but that's a, a different topic altogether. So what Bill Gates is meaning, if my interpretation is correct, is it's very, you know, he's reliant on smart lazy people, not lazy, lazy people, and that comes with finding talented individuals. Now, I don't think... You know, I've, I have a lot of self-confidence in my own ability. I like to think I know my value. I get paid what my value is, so that's one way of, of looking at it. But um, I like to think of myself as having a talent, and having multiple talents, as each and every one of us out there has, in some capacity. But we're all different. So... The key here, as an entrepreneur, is to find super talented people and get them into, kind of, buy into your vision, your mission, your culture, okay, and get that alignment. And if you can marry that alignment up, you know, i.e. your business culture, your personality type, your values, and you're aligning it well with somebody else who's also super talented, uh, then it could potentially be a match made in heaven because they can take your business to the next level. And if you find these smart, lazy people, wrap them in cotton wool because they're the ultimate problem solvers. And I always say entrepreneurship is about communication, it's about numbers, and it's about problem solving. If you can do those three things, you'll be a successful entrepreneur, and each of them are as important as one another. Okay, you have to understand the numbers to make informed decisions rather than you know you trust your gut in a lot of instances but I'd much rather trust my gut with a load of factual data which supports that you've got to be able to communicate if you can't talk to people okay how are you going to make influence lead people to kind of join your your kind of mission okay and then problem solving the most successful people in this world are the ones that solve the most problems the most efficiently okay so that's a a statement in itself. And just to have a think about that. You know, these aren't people that dwell on problems, they expect them. They have contingency after contingency in place to solve them as quickly as they arise. And they look at problems as opportunities. The more problems they solve, the more progress they make, the more successful they'll be. Okay, so back to the topic at hand. If we find smart lazy people, these are super efficient problem solvers. Now they might not, be the best communicators in the world. They might be more introverted, okay? But that's okay, because you as the entrepreneur needs to have those three traits, okay? But people that work with you, you can get incredibly smart, lazy people who will come in and work on your systems, your processes, on the ability to outsource more effectively. You know, structure, infrastructure, all that side of things. They might be working on reports and numbers, um, you know, to try and help you lead more effectively. And the communication could be left to you as the entrepreneur. So, the point of the matter is smart lazy people are problem solvers, and they're not... I wouldn't... I I personally think they're quite a rare commodity. You get a lot of people that work hard, you get a lot of people that will be trustworthy, that graft hard. But if they're grafting hard, doing the same thing over and over again, that's like the definition of insanity, isn't it? It's Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The smart lazy person is going to do that hard graft and think, whew, I don't fancy this, this is this hard graft, I am not going to do this for too much longer. So then they'll think, well actually, perhaps I can look into some software that will help me with this. And then actually, maybe if I do an automation between this piece of software and that, that will take that part of the process out. Okay, I'm doing, just doing this piece now, but perhaps I could get to bring somebody in who could just do that. There would be a lower cost than me doing it, and that's driving efficiencies. So you see the way the mind is breaking down that, that, that piece of work. Whereas the hard-grafting loyal employee or, or member of your team, as valuable as they are, your role as a leader is to try and, and get them to change the way they do things. You know, because if you know, people are just going to do the same graft over and over again, will only get you so far. The smart, lazy people, will be the ones that will take you to the next level. So bear that in mind when you look at recruitment. (laughs) I have people in my team, and I've got an amazing team, and they are all gradually migrating into this new thought process okay, of problem solving rather than hard graft. Now, some of them I have to still do quite a bit of work on in terms of they are still just working hard, but I'm giving them more kind of projects to kind of focus on now, where they get autonomy to kind of run things as they see fit and then I jump in and try and give them guidance and feedback on what they're doing and how they can improve it in a very chilled and enjoyable environment. And uh, the development from, from the team has been phenomenal and I'll continue to do that to develop uh, the talent I have because I have a very talented team. The other thing to consider is that quite often people are never the finished article. Well, I say quite often, it's almost always the case People are not the finished article, and you have to develop them. So we're looking at development plans, training up your team to be better at what they do, to be more efficient at what they do, to be smarter at what they do. But it's quite often good to have somebody who's that problem-solving, focused, smart, laziness trait to come in and actually take a lead in some of the projects, some of the leads in some of the project management, to drive efficiency into and to try and pass on that knowledge to other team members. So, uh, yes, really, really interesting stuff when you kind of dissect this. And and even now, as I'm talking about this, hopefully you can hear me because it's really windy. I'm starting to think about other things I can do slightly differently to help evolve and develop my team further. Because you're nothing without your team. To scale and grow a successful business, I always say, takes three things. It takes systems and processes. Businesses are built on this. Okay, it takes people. Automation will only get you so far. At some point, you're always going to need people. And the last one is data. And as I've stated, people are a significantly important part of that process. So you have to invest in them and you have to develop them to get the best return. It's often a good metric is to to measure revenue per person, profit per person, or, or revenue or profit per different of tracking categories in your business because then you're seeing how much efficiency you're getting from people, you know, because ultimately a business has other goals but it needs to be financially viable. So your best people will often generate a higher revenue per head. So it's a cool metric to measure um, and one I'm doing a bit more work on at the moment and I'll share my findings with you over the coming weeks. So that's pretty much it today. Hopefully you can still hear me. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It's a complete mindset shift. I mean, who in their right mind would think about giving somebody who's perceived to be lazy the hardest jobs? And who, would, who in their right mind would think that would work? Well, Bill Gates did. And uh, his record speaks for itself. And, uh, but I do think you need to differentiate between lazy, lazy people and smart, lazy people. I definitely aspire to be that smart, lazy type of entrepreneur, okay? Prime example is this vlog. Uh, this it goes out to ten and a half hours' worth of work on every episode, I think probably a little bit more now to go out, and it goes out to I think 33, 34 different formats across social media every day, okay? Now I started trying to set this up myself, realised it takes hours and hours and hours to do. So I brought in a team of people. I brought in somebody who was, who was very clever with systems and processes to help me build this out. And I now have a team of people that do this for me. And all I do every day, I come out. I record my long form video, my one minute summary video, and my 30 second snippet video whilst I'm running my half an hour, 40 to for 40 minute run. And then um, that's it. I, I download it into a or upload it sorry into a uh, into a shared folder. In my Google workspace and the team did the rest. I don't have to do any of it anymore. And the amount of time that saves, you think that's probably 12 hours a day I would say that I save from that system and that setup. So that in itself is the perfect principle. And, and you look at people's hourly rates. right? I'm the, the founder, the entrepreneur, the leader of the business. My hourly rate is it's often higher than the rest of the team, not always, depending on how we're performing, because I get paid based on profit. But um, my hourly rate is at a level now where you know other tasks I need to be passing on to other people, and I should only be working on stuff where my hourly rate is returned, or I'm stretching my hourly rate to earn more. That's the good way of, of identifying what you should and shouldn't work on. So uh, I'll do a separate episode on that another day. So that's it for me today. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, as always, if you like this episode, give it a like, a comment and a subscribe. Drop me a message with any questions, I'll respond to everyone. If there's a bigger topic, I'll do a separate vlog episode and tag you in. Check out the links in my bios where you can watch, listen and read my content. It's all ordered or ordered, catalogued nice and neatly by topics, so you should be able to find relevant information very easily. And most importantly, you can keep up to date with my challenge on my mission to raise a million pounds for children's charities by run-vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. And uh, all it's left to say is that those regulars will know that my content is always geared around helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise, or in my case, run-vlogging, as a release mechanism to relieve those daily pressures in the form of stress that build up in your head. This release mechanism clears your head, allows you to gain clarity, process what's going on, and then refocus and move on okay without that release mechanism those pressures in the form of stress will build up and build up and build up like pressure builds up in a pipe and ultimately it'll evolve into overwhelm where you have so much going on you don't know where to start and that results in like a like a seizure or a procrastination and then very quickly that overwhelm can you know can can go on and elevate into into anxiety which panic and anxiety which you're flirting with the edges of mental health issues there and at that point you've got to do something very quickly otherwise in the analogy of the pressure in a pipe the pipe bursts and in this instance you'll have a breakdown now I've been there I've lost multiple businesses because of this I've lost multiple business partners because of this and I've almost been bankrupt so it's an incredibly dark place I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy and uh, you know there's no coincidence that since I've been, been doing this running vlog for the past nearly 11 months now, that, um, that I've made more progress in those 11 months than I have done in the previous four to five years. So I hope there's enough social proof that this stuff really works. So my pledge to you is if you are someone struggling with this, drop me a message, okay? The Run Pullo Vlog is non-monetary, it's not-for-profit, okay? We don't sell anything, it's all about giving value and what we want to do along the way raise money for some amazing causes around the world. But donations are always optional, so the value is completely free. So if you are struggling, drop me a message. There's no catch here whatsoever. I'll arrange a call. We'll, uh, we'll go through some hints and steps and a step-by-step guide of how we can get you back on the right path. And I'm so confident this stuff works, because it's worked for me and I know it's transferable to others, because I've helped many entrepreneurs already and they've made significant progress in their lives since those conversations. So the help is there, the olive branch is there, reach out. It doesn't always cost anything, and it's often easier coming from a stranger than nearest and dearest. So all I have to say is that if you like this episode, give it a like and subscribe. Check out the links in my bio to keep up to date with my challenge. And as always, stay positive, stay happy, and I'll see you tomorrow.